More and more young travelers are passing up a few weeks in the sun to work in orphanages, build schools, or teach English in other countries. It's called volunteer tourism or voluntourism. It's one of the fastest growing trends in travel today, with more than 1.6 million volunteer tourists spending about $2 billion a year on do good trips. NPR's Carrie Khan caught up with some traveling volunteers in Guatemala. And file this report. All volunteers and visitors get a big warm welcome when you walk in the doors of Prodecen. It's a community center, part orphanage, part after school program in a small village high in the hills above the colonial tourist town of Antigua. There are three volunteers here, all from the U.S. Yeah, my real name is Kyle, but yeah, mi apodo es Aquiles Carlos. Carlos, or Kyle Winningham, just graduated from the University of San Francisco with a degree in entrepreneurship. He didn't have a job lined up, so decided to spend his summer here. When the kids have homework, I help with homework. When they don't, I generally help out teaching a little bit of English. But uh, today we're going to cook. Judith Lopez Lopez, the center's director, hands out bowls filled with bright red tomatoes, onions, and mint. She's teaching the children how to make salsa. Lopez says most of the kids here don't have parents. They live with relatives. Some were abandoned by their mothers at birth. Others lost their fathers in accidents or to alcoholism. She says she's grateful for the volunteers who give the kids what they need most, love and encouragement. 19-year-old Haley Nording is spending her whole summer here. The first six weeks, she helped build the newest addition to the center, a small library. Now she's tutoring. She's an international relations major at American University in Washington, D.C. I've met a lot of international relations majors who are here volunteering. It seems like a trend. Most volunteer tourists are women and young between the ages of 20 and 25, according to Tourism, Research and Marketing, an industry consultancy. But more and more high schoolers are traveling and volunteering, too. Sam Dodano is a junior at Rumson Fairhaven High School in New Jersey. His whole Spanish class is in Antigua, boning up on their language skills, hiking up the side of a volcano every morning to help tend to a coffee plantation, and also learning about what life is like here in Guatemala. The way I view things now is a lot different from before because I've visited other countries, but I've never done like hands-on work or really talked to the people about like the problems that they face in their life. That worldview is a lot different than just two decades ago, says Ken Jones, who owns Maximo Nivel, a volunteer tourism company out of Antigua. He got his start in the travel business just offering Spanish language classes, but he says young people today want a richer experience. It used to be beach and beer. And now it's, well, I want to come down and learn something, or I want to come down and figure out how to help or be a part of something. It was more superficial 20 years ago, maybe. Teresa Higgs has seen the industry explode in the past few years, too. She runs United Planet out of Boston, what she calls a cultural immersion program. She says she's heartened by the altruism of volunteers, but is worried about the flood of for-profit organizations bursting onto the scene. And what I think often gets lost is the host communities. Are they gaining? Are they winning? Are they true partners in this? Or are they simply a means to an end, to a student's learning objective, to someone's desire to have fun on vacation and learn something? Higgs urges travelers to do their homework and research companies, just as you would before giving to a charity or volunteering for any organization. 
About a dozen youth from the United Church of Christ of Yarmouth, Maine, are learning how to count to ten in the mom language from an elderly indigenous woman in Guatemala City. They're volunteering for a week at Safe Passages, a nonprofit that helps children and parents who live and work in the capital's sprawling garbage dump. It's pouring rain outside, but 17-year-old Mary Coyne isn't bummed. She says she's glad she spent her summer vacation here instead of at the beach. Yes, I'm not getting tan and I'm not eating ice cream and whatnot, but it's something different. It's like your whole being is satisfied because of experiences like this. Carrie Kahn, NPR News. Now let's get a broader look at the phenomenon. Nancy McGee is a professor of hospitality and tourism at Virginia Tech. She studies volunteer tourism and its impacts. Nancy McGee, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Why exactly in this last couple of decades has has this exploded? Well, I think there are a combination of things. Uh, Post-2000s and with the recession and that sort of thing, young people are having difficulty in the job market. So instead of opting for sitting at home trying to get a job, they opt for this volunteer tourism. They can travel cheaply. They can engage in activities that they find fulfilling. And they can build their resume. So it's a sort of perfect storm of altruism and resume building. And I think for me, one of the biggest perks to this is the recognition that Volunteer tourism, while on the surface, looks like something that's going to benefit host communities. At the heart, I think it's about transforming the volunteer. It's helping them see where they fit in the global scheme of things. Well, if at the heart of it, it has to do with helping um, or transforming in some way those who are looking to do good. What about the communities themselves? We just heard about this group in Guatemala volunteering at an orphanage and community center. And on one level, that seems to be doing some good as you just suggested. But on the other, spending a few weeks helping in an orphanage, offering children love, wouldn't these kids and the community be better if if local people were hired who could build relationships with the kids? I guess for me, when I'm looking at the research, there's a full spectrum in terms of volunteer tourism. Those are those kinds of activities. But there are lots of other things going on. And and my concern is that we throw the baby out with the bathwater because I think the volunteer tourism itself still offers some of the greatest potential for economic opportunity, if you do it right. But I would agree that it's not necessarily that form of volunteer tourism that does that best. Could you give us an example of, say, how to do it right? One of the things that's really intriguing me right now is this idea of applying fair trade concepts to volunteer travel. So are the organizations creating opportunities for disadvantaged producers? Are the organizations pointing to ways in which they're doing community capacity building? So those are sorts of the framework that we're looking at for organizations that are doing uh, doing it right. Since this boom in, in volunteer tourism, there's been a bit of a piling on of criticism about how much good they're really doing. What would you say to that? Well, there has been a lot of negative press these days about volunteer tourism, and I and I kind of draw the analogy with ecotourism in the in the 80s because when it it initially emerged, it was you know it was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and it was wonderful, and it was going to do great things for the environment, and then we had this sort of natural swinging of the pendulum to the other side where 
all of a sudden we were pointing to, to bad examples that we were saying maybe not this isn't the best idea. And I'm seeing a very similar thing happening with volunteer tourism. And I guess what I hope for is that we find that happy medium and we find that place where we can on one side, recognize the great examples of volunteer tourism that they're out there. But on the other hand, take advantage of this time to really look critically at the various organizations that are there and to help them be accountable uh, for their activities in these host communities. And, and that's where I think you really need to do your homework, recognize whether the organization is transparent, is the organization community-centered? And all these things uh, maximize the positive impacts while minimizing the negatives. Nancy McGee is a professor of hospitality and tourism at Virginia Tech.